This is the day that the Lord has made.
rise the singing of the Alleluia verse. Gold and frankincense 
and murder. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. This is the Gospel of the Lord.
the star was missing. This morning it was off of the tree. What do you think this is a map of? A star? I don't know. What's that look like? This is a cross and what is this? Like a table. Table of the Lord's altar. And here we have a pulpit in the left turn, the baptismal font in the middle. And what's all these, what do we call these? Pews. Does this look like our church? Good, I hope a little bit. But somebody said this could be a map. And if we roll it out, like, I bet the star is in the church somewhere. You think the star is here, Walter? Can you see? Let's look. Do you, Walter, do you think you can go find a star? Where is it? It's on the map. You see if you can find the star. It's on the map here, yeah. Do you want to go see if you can find the, the star that's missing from the tree? Do you know where that, you know where that is? What's that from? Go see if you can find the star. Can you go back there and see? You go see. The wise men had a star to follow, and here we have a map. The star moved in the church. You got it. It's not Easter. Don't get too excited. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Did you find it? No. Well, go look. <laughs> go look. I'm going to test it when you go find the star. You're a good star person, I know, because you were the star in the children's book. Oh, careful, it's flying. Do we have any maps to help us find the star today? Is it there? You found it? Awesome! Do we have any maps to help us find the star and find Jesus?
Jesus is with us all the time, everywhere. He is our light, right? So, I wanted to find you some star stickers, but I just found you some puppy stickers. Have a puppy sticker, have a great week. We continue with the sermon in the morning star, how fair and bright, on page 14 and 15.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Are people by nature good or evil? Are folks naturally selfless or selfish? What about you? We would like to believe that if we're left alone just to live together, everything would be just fine. We'd like to believe that people are by nature good and that people would naturally share with each other, help each other, love each other. That's some of the foundation behind the ideas of communism. What a wonderful place this world would be if everyone just worked together for the common good. Each person contributes according to their ability, and everyone shares equally in the fruits of the labor. A worker's paradise. But there is a flaw in the system. Communist governments have to maintain brutal control over the people and ruthlessly squash any dissent. And it turns out that collective farms and factories do not produce as much as individually owned farms and factories. What's the problem? Children sometimes fantasize about how great it would be if kids just ran everything. Families, schools, government, everything would all be better if there were no adults around with their stupid rules and discipline. William Golding wrote a book about this. It's called Lord of the Flies. For those who haven't read it yet, Golding portrays self-government among British schoolboys. It does not go well. We want freedom to just do what we want to do. But is that really a good idea? What would the world look like if you just did what you wanted? I don't want to get up and go to school. I don't want to brush my teeth. I'm going to drive as fast as I want. I want money. You have some money. I'm just going to take your money. I don't want to be tied down to just one woman. I don't want to take care of my kids. I just want to get drunk and forget about life. I'll do what I want, what I want, I want. What would your life be like if you simply let your desire rule? Well, you can see what happens because there are plenty of examples all around you. You see the disastrous consequences. You see how terrible this is in your own life and the lives of those around you. You see the destruction of families. You see people self-destruct as they ignore all warnings. You watch lives fall apart because of selfishness. You really, really want to believe that people are by nature good, but you know that this is not true. You just confess that you are, by nature, sinful and unclean. Your heart is darkened by the sin of selfishness from which flows all other sins. And it's not just you. It's a universal problem. It is a selfish world. 
world. And a selfish world is a dark world. And this is the world in which you live. This is the world into which Jesus arrives as that baby born in Bethlehem. Jesus, the light, comes into a dark, selfish world. And this is the good news for all eternity. Arise. Shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Jesus is the light of the world. He comes to bring the good news of the reign of heaven. He is the light that illuminates the darkness. He is the glory of the Lord, and yet it is a hidden light, a hidden glory. The baby Jesus is the light of the world, and yet veiled in flesh. The Godhead see. Peter, James, and John get to see the glory of God burst through for only a moment on the Mount of Transfiguration. Otherwise, the light, hidden as it is in the body of Jesus, needs to be revealed. Just as the light was hidden in the flesh of the baby Jesus, the light is now hidden in the Word of God, in the waters of baptism. In the bread and wine of Holy Communion. The light is here with us. But it is hidden now. And needs to be revealed. The light is revealed to the shepherds in the field by one angel. And then by an army of angels. The light is revealed to the magi from the east by a star. Guiding them to the child. The magi come seeking the one born king of the Jews. The star reveals the light of the world to these unlikely people from the east who journey to find and worship the newborn king. But even with the bright star in the sky showing the way to the light, the inky darkness of selfish sin hovers about. Herod tries to use the magi to find the Christ so he can kill the newborn king. Herod wants to snuff out the light because he fears that the light will impinge on his power. There is power in darkness, and dark power brings increasing evil. And we look at Herod and we see him as a notorious villain for wanting to snuff out the light. But Herod's not unique. The light has come into the world and the people love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. People still want to snuff out the light of Christ because they worry that the light will reduce their power, their autonomy, their control, their selfish pursuit of doing what they want to do, not caring about others. The darkness hates the light and tries to snuff it out by forbidding people to reveal the light to others. For 2,000 years and still today, Christians are imprisoned and beaten and executed for, for being the light of Christ. In North Korea, you can be executed for possessing a Bible and your whole family thrown in prison. The darkness hates the light. The darkness denies that the light came into the world. 
The darkness pretends that the light is a, a tamer, more palatable, a less offensive light that plays well with the darkness. But true light will not mix with darkness. Darkness distracts you so that you ignore the light. Darkness wants you to not hear about the light, not read about the light, not speak about the light, not pray to the light, not gather to worship the light. Darkness wants you to get so busy with the things of the world that you just ignore the light. The darkness goes after individuals to get them to reject the light because the darkness cannot extinguish the light of the world. As Herod found out, even as his sword dripped with the blood of Bethlehem's baby boys, the light cannot be overcome. The light has come into the world and the revelation of this light, the epiphany of this light, the understanding of this light continues even to this day as the news of the light of Christ is proclaimed in this dark world from pulpits and lecterns and dinner tables and bedside talks with children. The light is here. At the temple, Simeon calls Jesus a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. Let the light shine. That's the mission of the church. We proclaim the truth of the light. We announce the good news. Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. We baptize and we teach. We forgive sins and we celebrate the Lord's Supper. The church shines forth the light that shines for all people. And in this light, sin and guilt disappear. They're washed away by the love of Christ. In this light, you live in love and forgiveness. The light comes into the world. It's swaddled and laid in a manger. The light escapes Herod's sword by fleeing to Egypt. And on a dark Friday, 33 years later, outside the walls of Jerusalem, it looks like the darkness will finally smother the light. From the cross, the light declares, it is finished. And the life goes out from his eyes. Life is gone from the light, and it appears that darkness has won. The light has died. But the light rises from the dead and continues to shine forth forever. Darkness will never overcome the light. You still live in a dark, selfish world. People are, by nature, evil. By nature, you are selfish and dark, but you have been rescued from the darkness. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son. You have been born again in water and the Spirit, as we'll get to see this morning at late service with the baptism of our little brother Everett. And just like Everett will receive, you have received Christ who is the light of the world. 
You are a child of light in Jesus Christ. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Amen. And now may the peace of God, the peace that is beyond understanding, keep your hearts and minds in true faith until our Lord Jesus returns in glory. Amen. We rise to confess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed.
raise up leaders who act with integrity, produce, pursue justice, and follow the Lord's commands. Let us pray to the Lord. For the security of our people, that God would grant the blessings of food, shelter, medical care, and safety, sustaining those whose duty it is to protect and defend. Let us pray to the Lord. For the afflicted, especially Danielle, Kelly, Paul, Michelle, Rob, Frank, Sharon Stanley, Burl, Jenny, Amanda, Mike, Tyler, Kelly, Debbie, Hob, Ashley, Randy, Carol Stanley, Jim, Ella, Jameson, and Brian, the God who give them comfort in his presence, relief in their suffering, and healing according to his will. Let us pray to the Lord. For all the light and bad guy of all who come to worship Christ and offer him gifts, that receive his body and blood and may return home according to his holy way, let us pray to the Lord. Lord Heavenly Father, you have anointed your Son to be our Savior and established his throne forever and ever. Grant that we who are called by his name would see his reign spread among all nations. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever.
Give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. For what had been hidden from before the foundation of the world, you have made known to the nations in your Son. In him being found in the substance of our mortal nature, you manifest the fullness of your glory. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, everyone praise you and saying.
the body and blood of your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, strengthen you and preserve you in true faith unto life everlasting. Depart in peace, your sins are forgiven. Thank you.